Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. All right, everybody, a good Thursday afternoon to you on a sun-splashed December the 14th. Give our Lord 2023. Yeah, all right. The sun is shining. It's not that cold. Chilly, but it's not that cold. Last night was cold. Last night was cold. Woke up with some frost on the windows this morning of the old vehicle. And uh, I was like, hey, all right, maybe it was a little colder uh, than I thought. Uh, Of course, we are still trying to figure out and sort through what has happened over the last couple of days, which is, again, to use one of their terms, a monumental shakeup in the landscape of professional sports the future, and the DMV. And as you know by now... I'm always moist, baby. Well, just calm down. Just relax. You're not even here today. And you're already interjecting? Just just chill out. Chillax, as the kids say. Lionel. We're trying to figure out what it all means. We're trying to figure out whether it will go down. We're trying to figure out how it will develop. And we're trying to figure out the future of the cities in which we live in, the the states in which we live in, the area in which we live in, and again, how it all intertwines with sports, right? And it is a very, 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 very difficult landscape. But one of the things that I was just racing through my mind, and we're – just so you guys know, behind the scenes, uh, we were hoping to get somebody on today. It looks like we're going to have uh, Jim Van Stone on from Monumental, their uh, president of business operations, tomorrow. Tomorrow uh, is what I'm being told right now. So hopefully that will go through. Uh, we'll figure all that out. Uh, we're trying to get Ted Leonsis on. But, you know, I mean, of course, you know, even though, you know, even though I have a friendly relationship with Ted, I mean, you know, he, he wants to you know, let things develop and, and we'll see what happens with that. And hopefully we can get them on at some point soon. But, you know, just just so you know, again, we're trying to work things behind the scenes to get you all the information, but yet have it be in an entertaining prism. That's my objective for this show. OK, uh, information, uh, but have it be in an entertaining prism. Um, so in lieu of that, what I thought would be interesting for us to discuss and maybe get a little rambunctious about and to get a little feisty and spirited about on this Thursday afternoon is this. Assuming that the Capitals and Wizards and Monumental and everything goes through with the city of Alexandria and the Commonwealth of Virginia and this project gets shovel in the dirt sometime in 2025, uh, built, no you know major problems. And again, you shouldn't expect you know no hassles, no issues, no questions, no drama. There always is with this. And I know the history at Potomac Yard. Uh, my guy Rick Snyder has done uh, you know, a lot on this. Go make sure you check him out on Rick Snyder's Washington. He's got the authoritative history uh, of it. Uh, many others do, but Rick 
lived it, Rick covered it, Rick drove it, Rick was part of it. So go check out uh, Mr. Snide Remarks and what he does and what he brings to the table. I care more about the now than the 30 years ago because everything is different. Everything is different. In so many ways, everything is different. So what I thought we could do today to extend the conversation about what is going on and what, again, is a seismic shift in our area, in professional sports, in business, in land development, in every way possible, a seismic change, a seismic shift. Just this week, and obviously it was beyond this week, but for us it's really been this week, starting Monday when we got the breaking news moments into the show. And then it just went bonkers after that. And I'm glad we addressed it immediately Monday because it smelled like something significant. And as it turned out, we were right. It was beyond significant. I had no idea it was that close, quite honestly. But now that the announcement has happened and we've had 24-plus hours to soak it in and think about it, and everybody can think whatever way they want, and everybody kind of probably looks at it through a selfish prism. I'm trying not to look at it through a selfish prism, even as a Virginia resident. It really doesn't do anything for me. Guys, I don't live in Alexandria. I don't drive through Alexandria. I will have to, God willing, I'm able to and alive and whatever, drive to Alexandria if this new entertainment complex goes through. I will have to deal with it. And, of course, I can Metro and so on. So, like, there's all sorts of other things. But, like, I'm trying not to look at it from that prism. I'm trying to look at it through a prism of what is best for sports fans and what do sports fans care about. And here's what I came up with, and I don't know if it's good. I don't know if you guys are going to like it. I don't know if you guys are going to buy into it. Uh, but I hope we can have a good discussion about it at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. I haven't even told Matt about this. If the commanders eventually agree to build at RFK Stadium, however that gets done, however it gets financed, whatever is there, if the commanders come home to Washington, D.C., in your mind, this is not a insult or a slap in the face to anyone in the government or anyone at Monumental or anyone in the commander's organization or anyone in the Nationals organization or D.C. United or the Washington Spirit or uh, the XFL defenders or anything like that. In your mind, if the Washington Commanders eventually decide to come home, however that gets done, does that completely offset, does that erase the sting and the stigma of losing the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards out of Chinatown out of Washington, D.C., and yes, four and a half or so miles 
over, not a, a long distance, but we all know it's a distance, and we all know it's chaotic and, and problematic. But does that erase the stigma of losing the Capitals and Wizards for Washington, D.C., and in your mind? Does bringing the commanders back home erase it? Does it offset it? Does it, is that what you would prefer? Like if you said, hey man, I live in the DMV, whether you live in Southern Maryland, whether you live in Silver Spring, whether you live in Bethesda, whether you live in Landover, whether you live in in the heart of D.C., Southeast, North, whatever, Northern Virginia, Loudoun County, whatever. If you said the Washington Nationals are here and they're staying, because the city owns the building, the property, so on and so forth. But if you said the Washington Commanders are home in the district, at RFK, new stadium, and obviously they would play there then for you know forty plus years. If you said we, if that gets done, does that erase? the loss, the departure of the Capitals and Wizards from Chinatown. Again, think about this. We're not talking about from a budgetary, from a taxation standpoint, from a representation standpoint, from a what happens to the neighborhood standpoint. We're talking about as sports fans and how we view the nation's capital. Okay, whether you live in the nation's capital or not, whether you live in the district or not, we are all, in in essence, neighbors or friends with, if you will, and identify with Washington, D.C. That is the hub. If the commanders come home, does that erase the, the stigma of losing the capitals and wizards to the Commonwealth of Virginia? Does it just even things out? Does it erase the stigma? Is it somehow not as good as keeping the Wizards in capitals? And and you might scoff at that question, which I think most people on the surface would scoff at that question. But think about what the Capitals and the Wizards bring on a many, many, many night per base per year basis to Chinatown. Think about that, right? And I know they'll there's a plan right now in place, you know, for the Mystics to come over and maybe Georgetown stays there and they can get conventions during the day and they can get college tournaments that they couldn't get because of building usage and concerts and shows and all of that. And it looks like that's going to be the plan. I'll believe it when I see it. But it looks like that's going to be the plan. But the big fish out there is the commanders. The big hook. Would that, again, erase the the burden, the stigma, the perception that Washington, D.C. is done like dinner as a city, as our home, as a hub, that they are ruined forever? Because they didn't aggressively do what they had to do to take care of Ted, Monumental, what have you. And they lost the kingpin, if you will, 
of the revitalization at one point of Chinatown, the growth of Chinatown, and Penn Quarter, and Gallery Place and all of that, would it erase that stigma? Meaning, in your mind as a sports fan, if we could get the commanders back in D.C., along with the Nationals, along with D.C. United, along with the XFL defenders, for however long that stays, and I guess it's going to be a merge, whatever, uh, along with the Washington spirit, if we could keep that or if we could get that, does it offset it? Does it eclipse it? Is it still not enough to erase the stigma? How would you view it? What is your perception? And again, it's a hypothetical at this point. It's an if at this point because we don't know if it's going to happen. They could easily say, no, you know what? We own the land at FedEx Field. We're just going to build there. It's just easier to do that. No, you know what? Maryland and Westmore is willing to give us a lot more public money. We're just going to do that. They could do that. And then the district could be left basically with, quite honestly, their, their pants around their ankles. But if, if the commanders decide to come home, does that eclipse the impact, the perception, the way we operate and think and feel some sort of civic pride? That we're not feeling right now because right this moment we have an official announcement. We don't have an official deal. We have an official announcement that the Capitals and Wizards are planning on leaving Chinatown in 2028. Or I guess at the end of the 2027 season. So, again, I hope you understand the question. And if you don't, we'll explain it a little bit better and a little bit further as we go along here. 301 230 Zero nine eighty on the Ace Law listener lines in a rec Ace Law. I'll help you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW. Call us, 301-230-0980 if you want to fire off a tweet or an X message, whatever. It's uh, at WrestleMania621. Maddie's at, at Mr. Underscore Me 93, uh, the radio station at Team 980. Matt, am I, underst- am I explaining the question, like, because you didn't hear the plan going in? Am I explaining the question well enough, do you think, yeah. that people should be able to bite one way or the other on this? Or be like me and say that there's kind of a middle ground. And yes, this is absolutely a different breed. And bringing in the commanders to D.C. will be entirely different energy. Not necessarily bad, but it will absolutely create a different environment. And you can't really compare right. to which I'll get to on the other side of the break. I I think from an economic standpoint, the Capitals and the Wizards, without being an expert in this, would generate more activity because there's more dates. But I believe bringing the commanders home would send a message globally and certainly throughout the country and certainly throughout the region that Washington, D.C. is still a place to come and enjoy 
and be a part of the fabric of the nation's capital. What do you think? 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Would bringing the commanders home offset the loss of the Capitals and Wizards in your eyes? Would it make the district have a higher presence, if you will, and image, a better image than it currently has right now? Especially after the loss of the Capitals and Wizards. And again, I understand they're going to play there for another four years. Got it. Or would it somehow not measure up? Would it somehow not measure up to having the Capitals and Wizards as the fabric, as the foundation of Chinatown and Penn Quarter and so on and so forth? 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Hey, it's Michael Jordan in a Wizards uniform. <laughs> on my television. Boy, they've been playing these classic games on Monumental Sports Network. It is weird to see old MJ trotting up the court in a Wizards uniform again. I haven't seen that in a long, long time. So much for, uh, you know, TV in 2023 uh, servicing us well. It's always fun to get a little flashback, if you will, uh, to see something that makes your eyes go, huh? really? Oh, yeah, that happened. Okay, sure. Uh, On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, the Caps are back in action tonight after having a couple of days off after well-earned back-to-back wins against the Rangers and the Blackhawks Saturday and Sunday night. They're in Philadelphia tonight, so not home at Capital One Arena. The Wizards, well, they were at Capital One Arena last night, and they uh, lost to the New Orleans Pelicans without Zion Williamson, who we didn't realize wasn't going to play until after the show. And somehow, some way, well, somehow, some way, the Wizards lost one. 42 to 122. Like a Yeah. Yeah. That's what you are, Zion. They lost by 20 and gave up 142 points. Like a Exactly. While that guy was trying to figure out what the hell he's talking about, they gave up 142 points to the Pels. I know the Pelicans have some talent. I got it. My goodness, can we lose like 122 to 120? How did that happen? How in the world did that happen? I I mean, like there's some nights where you watch this team and you're like, ah, they're getting it. Like, you know, the the home loss, uh, what, about a week ago to the Sixers? Feisty, competitive. They were back and forth, right down to the wire. There was a road loss in New or- uh, in Orlando, second of a back-to-backer over three nights, where they were very competitive, where they were right there, and you think, ah, all right, even though they lost, this team is tr- sort of figuring it out. And then you look at a night like last night, and obviously, I mean, they played well offensively, shot over 51%. Over 43% from three. The turnovers were smidge high, but not egregious. Again, 
they get out-rebounded like they pretty much do every game significantly. But again, where is the defense? The Pelicans shot over 47% from three. My goodness. And only turned the ball over 10 times. Brandon Ingram with 40 points. Trey Murphy had six three-pointers. And again, the Pels roll up 144 points without, without Zion Williamson. Without. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're not here necessarily to talk about this version of the Wizards, what have you. Hopefully, when the Wizards presumably move into their new arena in 2028, if everything goes okay between now and then, hopefully they will be much, much, much better. The Capitals probably will not have Alex Ovechkin at that point. Maybe somehow, some way, they can figure out a short-term extent, but probably will not have Alex Ovechkin and will look, of course, very different. The Commanders, we know they're not coming home to play in the district for at least several years. But, even if it happens, but there is way more impetus, way more pressure, way more need for Washington, D.C. to get the Commanders home after yesterday's announcement and this week's reality. And, again, asking the question, and it's a hypothetical one. It's a how-you-feel one. It's not reality. It's not based on business, although there are some business elements that can be argued. Like, I would say, probably, that having the Wizards and the Capitals at Capital One Arena for 100 or so combined nights a year will generate more in terms of tourism and tax revenue and so on and so forth than having 10 Commanders games, uh, you know, between eight regular season and two preseason or nine regular season and one preseason. And don't forget, the NFL is trying to move the the, the game globally and they just announced that they're going to have eight games so that every team's going to have to play basically a globalized globalized game every two years. So, however, the numbers work out. And we were just looking at the FedEx field schedule, and Matt brought this up. You know, Kenny Chesney and Zach Brown Band, awesome concert, coming on Memorial Day weekend at FedEx field. Army-Navy is coming next December. Just got back from Army-Navy. In between that, there's Luke Combs playing back-to-back nights in late July. And, of course, then the commander's schedule, preseason, regular season, so on. And there will be more concerts that yes. appear, obviously. But And there will be maybe a soccer-friendly or yeah. two somewhere along the way. And there's still two remaining commander's home games that will take us into January. But the overall point that I think you were trying to make is, is that we can count all those event, events on two hands. And uh, that's, maybe a little bit more than but, two hands. But, you, but the ones that we point. can actively yes. point to. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. hands. We know for a fact these are on the books. Right. And that's a problem. If you're trying to bring a major venue to an area where you have almost a nightly, because that's the other thing. Yes. FedEx games are or not games in for the NFL are going to be more expensive. They're going to bring more revenue in. That's just the the matter of just how the sport works. That being said, you're 
going to have less events, so people are going to be able to work less nights. I mean, it's just one of those things that the entirety of how between the Wizards, the Capitals, and then it being also an event space that because it's indoors able to be used year-round, right. it limit it has the ability for people to be employed just actually regu- on a regular basis versus just temporary event staff kind of deal on top of everything else I think, that we've already brought up. I think losing the Commanders, I'm sorry, losing the Capitals and Wizards, I think, I don't know, will be a bigger loss financially than bringing the Commanders home. I would agree. For some of what you just talked about, Mostly what you just talked about. And again, we have no idea if the commanders are actually going to go home. And when I say home, I mean the RFK site. However, I do think perception-wise and how people of this general area, whether you're in southern Maryland, whether you're in the district, whether you're in northern Virginia, whether in you know Fredericksburg, Stafford, Woodbridge, Loudoun County, uh, whatever county in Maryland, again, it could be, you know, uh, uh, Montgomery County, whatever. I think perception-wise, more people would feel better about Washington, D.C. being home, the nation's capital, the image, what it represents, what it stands for, what it is, the vibrancy of Washington, D.C., the, uh, the, the, the future of Washington, D.C., if the commanders are there in exchange for the Capitals and Wizards, if this brings the commanders home, if this is even more impetus to bringing the commanders home, I think more people will go, all right. We'd rather have the Capitals and Wizards also in Chinatown and in D.C. Boy, that sucks. But at least we got the Commanders, baby. Again, perception-wise, I think is going to be different than maybe business-wise. But perception-wise is important, too, right? They say, and I'll I'll let you finish up in a sec, perception is greater than reality. And I think the perception that the Commanders coming home would offset or exceed the loss of the Capitals and Wizards in Chinatown and Capital One Arena, I think ultimately people would be able to sort through that and, again, feel better about the Commanders coming home than losing the Capitals and Wizards. And I think that it's important to note that with the Commanders coming home and coming to, let's just say, that they end up at the RFK site, that would be the commanders coming to an area that is currently not being used for anything and needs to be rebuilt and revitalized anyway. So that's bringing business and the team to an area that could use it. In that regard, that's a positive. And yes. it's not like Cap One Arena will completely go away. It's not like the businesses. It's not like they aren't going to see that there's this giant building that they can do something with Correct. in the middle of Chinatown. So that in its own right isn't going to be completely negated. And I feel like that's something that we haven't, we've been so focused on the Caps and the Wizards moving. Cap One Arena, as it stands, is still going to be around and they're going to have to figure out some way to bring it in. But it's not like that's going to turn into RFK 2.0 where they're just going to leave it and let it sit and And rot. And that is a key point right there. That is a key point. We spent the better part of the last two, two and a half days kind of figuring out, wondering what would happen. We got some answers yesterday. The plan, we'll see about the plan and how it works. Yeah. But if if you don't leave Capital One Arena or what 
was Capital Arena, Capital One Arena, destitute after 2028. And even if it has to be shut down for a year like Nassau Coliseum on Long Island was and remodeled and reshaped into a smaller venue, which I do think would be more likely than not likely, I think not having the eyesore of this rotting, decaying piece of land or this structure, which is what RFK has been and is, even though it's being slowly taken down, I think that would be to your point, a very, very, very important element to this. 301-230-0980, on the Team 980. Let's do a quick trending alert, and then we'll come back and take your calls. All right, we mentioned the Washington Capitals back in action tonight at 14, 8, and 3 are the boys And they are coming off the weekend sweep of the Rangers and the Chicago Blackhawks on the road tonight in Philadelphia at Wells Fargo Center against the 15-10-3 Philadelphia Flyers. You can check it out, 106.7 The Fans, 7 o'clock face-off, 6.45 the pregame coverage for the Capitals and the Flyers. Meanwhile, here on the Team 980, boy, if this doesn't get you in a lather... The Los Angeles Chargers with Easton Stick at quarterback. No Keenan Allen. He's been ruled out. Of course, Justin Herbert, already we knew he's out. Against the Raiders, who didn't even bother to score a point last Sunday in their 3-0 loss to the Minnesota Vikings. But hey, guys, it's yours right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. It's Thursday night football. You get, you get the game. It's yours. It's free. Try not to complain. And that's what's trending. Very melancholy music, huh? Just this like build up here. Then it kicks in. I was just talking to um, JT the Vic. JT the Vic. Our super executive producer of everything play by play here at Odyssey DC. Uh, and a little birdie had told me that he was contemplating giving up his fandom of the Capitals and Wizards because of the move, the pending move to our, uh, to Alexandria. And, um, I mean, I, me personally, I think that's, I mean, and I love JT. I think that's absurdly ridiculous. What? I think you could be frustrated as hell. I think you could be against the move because DC is easier to get to for you than Alexandria's, I don't think it's that much worse, especially if you were coming in on Metro, so on and so forth. Let's ride. But, yes, Russ. But, I think it's kind of absurd that you would give up your fandom or contemplate giving up your fandom. If that is you, we are open for business. We are here to take your call. I understand people have raw emotions. I want you to have... Raw emotions. That's what this show is built on. Okay. Um, at 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines, we're going to get out to you in a sec. But just, again, encapsulizing this, what we're asking for is if the district then 
you know, now takes that $500 million that they tried to do a last-ditch effort, which was to save face, and not – I mean, they had already known that Ted was leaving. They did that to save face. It was a public move. It was a political move. It was a uh, – I don't know. To me, it's kind of a, a blow-the-belt, you know, stab-you-in-the-back type move. Uh, they're mad that they're leaving – they're mad that they're going to look bad. They're mad that Chinatown is falling apart, so on and so forth. But they're trying to save face. And, oh, look at what we did. Well, now, now that we've kind of moved in a different reality, the impetus to get the commanders back is even stronger. It's even more. It's even, I guess, more nece- necessary. Because you've lost part of the the fabric of the nation's capital. You have. And even though it looks like they might keep Capital One Arena running and this, that, and the other thing, there is no doubt come 2028 there is going to be a significant impact. And who knows what the neighborhood and the area is going to be like when we get to 2028. But there is no doubt there's going to be an impact, a major impact in 2028. But you know what? The city might be willing to exchange that for, hey, look at what we have. A brand spanking new retractable roof. Commander's Palace. We brought Washington's team home. We brought the commanders home, the former Redskins. They are back, baby. And while we lost the Capitals and Wizards, this is our gift to you. And the question to you is, do you view it as a gift, an upgrade? Do you just view it as an exchange? Kind of one, you know, six or one half dozen of the other? Or does it fall short? Does it fall short in your perception of losing the Capitals and Wizards, the tangible effect on Chinatown and Gallery Place and Penn Quarter, but yet revitalizing the RFK campus. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Let's get out to you on the phones. Let's start with Charles in Bethesda uh, here on the Ace Law Listener Lines. What's up, Charles? How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. Hey, look, it's, it's, it's not like they don't have enough product to go. The, the Mystics are coming back home. Mm-hmm. The Mystics have been abandoned over into the Southeast mm-hmm. for so long. And they, and before they went over there, they had the number one seating attendance in the WNBA. Right. They played May through September. They jersey, they're usually in the playoffs. So, therefore, Chinatown is going to be okay. And we need to bring the Hershey, the Hershey Bears back to D.C. and not in, P, and not in P.A. Well, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, okay? I, and and you might know more about this. I know the Mystics have done well over over the course of time. I have no issues about that. But realistically, we can't say that the Mystics and them playing, say, I don't know, roughly twenty home games a year, is equal to the Capitals playing forty-five to fifty, including playoffs, home games, and the Wizards playing. Well, they don't make the playoffs usually. 
40-plus home games, right? I mean, just in terms of volume, there's no way the Mystics could even possibly come close to the volume of the Capitals and Wizards. And even though they say they're going to be able to do more things with Capital One Arena, i.e. more concerts, more shows, what have you, it's hard to fathom the tangible impact of not having, say, roughly 95 to 105, roughly, uh, Capitals and Wizards home games, especially on big nights, especially you know on on playoff nights, and what that does for that area, and what that brings in in terms of fans and building and tourism and restaurants and bars and all of that. So it's hard to come. It's hard to kind of resolve that the Mystics are just going to replace that. Well, well, here's the thing that we don't count. There's no new venues in DC. Okay especially for concerts. That's why you've seen the ramp up of more concerts coming to, to uh, Capital One. Right. You can't – concerts cost a whole lot and the artists cost a whole lot. Therefore, there's no venue in the D.C. area that has as many seats as Cap One. So concerts are definitely going to ramp up. Oh, there's no doubt. I agree with you on that. Right. And then when you add, George but but, re, but remember now, but remember now, and j- just to continue the conversation because I think you're making some good points. Remember now, mm-hmm. they got to fill. They're they're going to want to fill the new arena too, with concerts, well, right? So they're going to have to kind of pick and choose. And and now it's the same people doing the scheduling and doing the deals, right? But but they're going to have to pick and choose. Okay, does uh, Madonna, who's doing a show, I guess, at Capital One Arena. I don't know if it's this week or right around now or whatever. Does Madonna come to the new arena in Alexandria or does she come to uh, Capital One Arena in, in Washington, D.C.? Or or can you get her at both, you know, one on one night and one on the next night? I don't know. I mean, like to your point, there is no doubt they are going to do more shows and more um, and, and, and more conventions and more different things that they haven't been able to do. But is it going to be enough to replace the again, let's just use 100 year per night activity that the Capitals and Wizards provide, and and I I don't see that as being possible. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I see it. Plus, here's the other thing that we haven't counted: we don't have a tennis venue. You can use tennis and the Mystics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, you know. Look, uh, you, you talk. Well, no, we do have a tennis. Well, we we have the city open. You mean? Are you talking about indoor it, tennis like the castles? We don't have anything to compete okay. with the open right. in New York. Well, so well, say, well, that's the, yeah, the, yeah. But they're not bringing right. But they're not bringing like a major tennis tournament here. I mean, the city open is well, a fairly significant tournament, but that's staying over in Rock Creek Park. Yeah, but it shouldn't be in Rock Creek Park because tennis has evolved. Well, I know, but you can't. I don't know if you can. I appreciate the phone call. I don't know if you can bring it in indoors. I mean, you're talking about events that you know certainly have a place, but the Capitals and the Wizards had beyond a place. It's almost like uh, what what's the comparison that I'm trying to bring? You know, like by saying, well, well, the Mystics and more concerts are going to keep Capital One Arena and Chinatown thriving, I, I maybe I'm missing something. I see it as a potential solution. I do not see it as a equal. But again, if you bring the commanders home, and even if it's, let's just say, 
a, you know, if it's a retractable roof, 65,000 seat stadium on the RFK campus and say there's only 20 event nights a year or 20 event days a year, while it may financially not provide the same as having the Caps and Wizards in Chinatown, perceptually, I do think it would, I do think the way people perceive and associate things, I do think it would be a boost. Certainly it would be a boost from having nothing and just having the Nationals and some other things. But I'm talking about it would provide a perceptual boost from losing the Capitals and the Wizards. More your calls coming up, 148-1980. We'll get to uh, Danny. We'll get to Will in College Park. We'll get to you at 301-230-0980. Also, Ron Rivera is waxing poetic to some degree in his final month as the head coach and grand poobah of the Washington Commanders. We'll tell you what people are saying and writing and reporting Coming up next hour right here on the Team 980, it is the Rooster on the Radio with you, along with Matty Ice on a Thursday afternoon, Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Oh, we always try and fire up a little Boy George and Culture Club, baby. This is Ron Swan's song. Maybe we should play this every day for the next month. Because culture has been such a big, big, hot-button item. And now, Ron and the boys have been saved this week. By this monumental news, for lack of a better term, could you imagine? Everybody's been chirping about this at the radio station over the last 24 hours. What would we have talked about all week long if this didn't happen? If this didn't happen. Um, But it did. So we're thankful, right? Uh, I I mean, because, you know, obviously the next couple of weeks are going to be busy, busy, busy with the holidays. New Year, all the college football bowl games, and then, of course, the next era of the Commanders. But this has bought us some content. This has been controversial enough, but also cool enough, where it's not like, oh, somebody got arrested for, you know, assault and battery, and we're just talking about it for 48 hours. It's also important for the future of the city. Oh, incredibly important and beyond just the city dc it's it's so important for everyone around here whether you are from again maryland district virginia whether you like sports don't like sports what have you i mean there's so many as we tried to explain over the last well really yesterday with nell now so many tentacles to this and again the one that i cooked up in my mind is can the commanders coming home save the perception that Washington, D.C. right now is kind of becoming, which is a crime-riddled, beaten down, no money, nobody wants to be there, gloom and doom type of city. Whether that's the reality or not, which I I don't think that's fair, but but that is the perception. Can the commanders save the day? especially because that perception 
got a lot greater by the Capitals and Wizards announcing what they did with Monumental. Let's go to our pal Danny, uh, the Hall of Famer. There he is, Wheaton High School Zone. Uh, what's up, Danny? How are you? I'm doing good, Chris. Uh, you know, I was actually at, I was telling Matt I was actually at the game last night. I worked my first Wizards game in two years, and they jump off to a 14 to four lead, and I'm like, "Who is this team?" I'm watching. They were just hitting from threes and everywhere, and they were playing defense. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. They just, just fell stopped apart. playing. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, again, I don't mind at all that they lose. I, I, you know, this year was not about winning and losing. This year was about being competitive being feisty. I thought they would be a lot better than they are. This year was about being competitive, feisty, improving the, again, the culture, improving the way they go about things, improving the defense so that maybe next year you could say, ah, you know, we could take another step. Now that next step looks like it might be with the new arena in four years. Yeah, I know. I, I was just, you know, like, and I was just, it was funny to be able to work that game last night and be in the arena with a, some 9,000, they said, were there, but it didn't look like there was 9,000. But, you know, with this new thing happening, what does that going to happen to the convention center, if, you know, up the road there, if they decide to turn this into like a, like a convention-type yeah. place? Or, well, I don't, you know, know, I don't and, know if they're going to be able to steal all of the convention centers. But I don't know how and how that works enough. I think the idea would be, and they've done some of this, Danny, the idea would be, hey, we serve as another option for companies and corporations that want to do stuff like that in the nation's capital. Not that we're necessarily yeah. going to you know, run the convention center out of business or, or, or close that down, but we, we now have options that we didn't have, quite honestly. We can now do business yeah. during the day that we couldn't do under pre— you know, I mean, think about it. They had to move the Wizards, the Mystics, the Capitals out of the building so that they could house and operate the building and the changeovers and road teams and so on and so forth. They just didn't have the space and the opportunity that they presumably will now, and I know that's the message they're sending. Yeah, and it's uh, you know the uh, having this uh, you know it's it's going to be interesting what they decide to do with the with the with the Capitol Center, and then what are they, how do they staff it? You know, like all the people that work at Capital One, how do they how do they staff yeah. the other That's, venue too? Yeah, because uh, that directly affects you, obviously. Yeah, and 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 many uh, others like I don't have the answer to that. Let me ask you this: from a guy who you know works at all of these venues and takes care of the fans. Perceptually, do you look at if the commanders come home back to the RFK site, which again, it would be five or six years from now. If the commanders come home, does that erase the stigma of losing the Capitals and Wizards in Chinatown? I don't think so. I think that what they did to bring the Capitals and Wizards downtown changed the whole violation of the city. I agree. I mean, that, you know, that, that cost, cost her from like, all the way up to Capital Capital One Arena, it's all changed. You know the restaurants, and mm-hmm. I mean, sure, COVID hurt, you know, and it killed a little bit of what happened. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. No doubt about it, Danny. Always good to hear from you, my friend. Appreciate you. I'll see you soon. Uh, and... I'll see you on Sunday, or well, two weeks. I mean, yep. it's funny. There's all this news breaking, you know, during a. 
coming out of a bye week, getting ready for the Rams. Yeah. It's like nobody's talking uh, about anything. Well, that's probably a good thing for them. <laughs> and probably see the as I was mentioning. Appreciate you. 159 Team 980. More of your calls coming straight up on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.